Hi, welcome again to Great Heart's Table. The other day, a friend and I were discussing what it was about pastoral ministry that can make it so stressful. He mentioned the fact, which we've addressed here in the previous couple of posts, that everyone expected him to have an opinion on every issue that is being blogged about or debated on cable news. But we spoke as well about internal pressures, the expectations that churches place on pastors and the expectations we as pastors accept. We are persuaded we have to be good at everything when in reality we are generalists. So I'd like to encourage you, especially those pastoring small churches, to remember this, to consider yourself a family practice pastor. I, like most pastors, am the solo pastor of a small church. In other words, I am senior pastor, teaching pastor, discipleship pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor, visitation pastor, and God help us, executive pastor. Now, I'm blessed to have some wonderful part-time staff who wear some of these hats so very well, but most of you don't. And the roles you fill, you're expected to fill with expertise. Congregations tend to expect pastors to excel in preaching, counseling, evangelism, organizational management, conflict resolution, pastoral care, apologetics, hospitality, small group dynamics, and fundraising. I've tried in recent posts to remove the expectation that pastors respond to every cultural crisis and have a take on every public issue because most of us are already overwhelmed by the simple expectations present in our own local congregations. If we're not driven to quit by those expectations, we may try so hard that our children begin to wonder what their absent parent looks like. We have lost sight of the fact that pastors are generalists, not specialists. We're not meant to be good at everything, and that's okay. If pastoral ministry were a medical field, you, pastor, would be in family practice. You would be what used to be called a general practitioner. A family practice doctor has knowledge of and insight into a broad range of maladies and is well equipped to guide her patients into overall health. But no one expects her to execute a heart transplant or to fix a cataract. Some churches do function as a large practice with multiple specialties. A friend of mine is employed in a large church where his primary role is middle school youth social director. It reminds me of the orthopedic surgeon who replaced my wife's right knee. I told her that she'd have to see someone else for the left knee. Most churches don't, can't, and maybe shouldn't function in that manner. Most of us wear most or all of the hats. We are generalists. Certainly, there are core competencies that pastors need to have, but when we expect pastors to excel at every skill, to preach like Piper or write like Keller and so on, that will crush us. Dr. Tom may not have been able to perform brain surgery, but that was not his job and no one expected him to do it. But he could stitch the cut on my daughter's head just fine and the way he showed interest in me during my annual physical made me feel valued and that was important. You see, a generalist can do many things, but not all of them, as well as a specialist, and this is okay. What a pastor may lack in any specialized skill, the good pastor makes up for in genuine character. 
That's not always appreciated, of course. Former President George H.W. Bush was eulogized at his death for being both humble and imperfect. What makes a wonderful eulogy is often skewered in office for both presidents and pastors. But perhaps churches need to appreciate pastors who are humble and imperfect. Tim Keller helpfully distinguishes between pastoral graces and gifts. Gifts are the highly prized skills in our churches. Gifts define the performance criteria churches use to measure pastoral competence. Gifts are the things we can put on our resumes. Graces, on the other hand, are character attributes often hidden, such as wisdom and kindness and patience. We prioritize the gifts over the graces, but Keller suggests we are wrong to do so. He says, A Christian leader leads from character before skill. Character is far more important than skills in Christian leadership. I don't say this to discourage pastors from growing in their skills, but we do need to understand that who we are may matter more than what we do. Perhaps you may not be a great preacher, but as your people find you accessible and sense your honesty, they learn that one need not be perfect to live the Christian life. That matters. And maybe you struggle to delegate and your meetings are tedious. But your presence by the hospital bed of the one who recently had surgery or in the home of the family who just lost a child is the closest that those families may come at the moment to experiencing the presence of God in their own valley of the shadow of death. That matters. Your church may not be growing. You may not be able to remember the last person, if any, converted under your ministry. But maybe... Your home and your dinner table are known to be safe places for those who have been battered by the world. That matters. You are, you see, a general practitioner, and come to think of it, that's a specialty all its own. Excel in that. Great Heart's Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. I hope you will email me with comments and questions so that I can better know you. And I hope you'll subscribe and encourage others to do so. Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left of loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness. Oh,